Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beer and Biceps podcast. Uh, today I will be talking about, well I've written five surprising benefits of creatine, but actually now that I count it, there are six. So I've already screwed up and that was in the research part of this podcast. Um, I'm also drinking uh, a passion fruit pale ale by Innocent Gun, which is called Tropic Like It's Hot, which is such an embarrassing name. Uh, I don't really want to go into that anymore. Right, so what is creatine? Um, it's, well, it's one of the most popular supplements in the world um, and it is generally known as one of the safest out there. It's uh, one of the few supplements that's um, been given the all clear by every governing body that's looked at it. Yet, for some reason, it's also had a really bad reputation because people misunderstand it Um there was a lot of talk um, a few years back about uh, the damage that creatine could do to your kidneys. Um, this has been thoroughly debunked. Um, well, if you've got very good fun- functioning kidneys, then taking creatine will do absolutely cause absolutely no damage to you. If your kidneys have got a problem, then it would be wise to avoid creatine supplementation and possibly look at changing your diet. Um, but... That's if you've actually got a problem with your kidneys. Most people don't. If you don't, then you could take creatine until you're blue in the face. It will not affect your kidneys. It's perfectly safe. Um, Also, creatine, um, a lot of people ask, is it a steroid? That's one of the number one questions on Google if you type in creatine. Is creatine a steroid? It's not. It's a molecule that's created by amino acids in your liver, and it is completely natural. Um... You can find it in food sources, and that's primarily where um, you get the extra creatine. Everyone gets a certain amount of creatine. Um, Vegetarians and vegans who've never eaten meat in their life or fish um, would still have creatine, but um, people who do eat meat and fish tend to have slightly higher levels. Um, In fact, in all the benefits that I'll talk about in a bit, um, vegetarians and vegans will see the biggest difference. And luckily, supplemental um, creatine monohydrate um, can be made without the use of any meat. Um, It can be made in a lab, so you can have it. It's it's perfectly vegan-friendly. Right, so what does creatine do? The main... Its main job in your body is um, to help produce energy. Specifically, it... um, it recycles energy. Do you know what? I'm, go- I'm getting quite into an area where I do know a bit, but drinking a beer and redoing your research at the same time is not great. So I might get this wrong, but it works in recycling energy. So you've got um, ATP or adenosine triphosphate is like the body's main energy source. And it's um, adenosine and three phosphate molecules. Um, so what creatine does is it binds with adenosine diphosphate and it gives it an extra phosphate to turn into adenosine triphosphate. So you've got creatine mixing with ADP creates ATP, um, a form of energy, and this energy is needed most for high-intensity physical or mental activity. So high-intensity exercise would be sprinting, high-intensity mental would be trying to memorize 
everything you've learned for an exam at the beginning of an exam. You know, you're really using your brain going to overdrive. Um, and that is one of the surprising benefits we're going to go on to in a bit. But people always think of creatine as a purely physical, a supplement for physical needs for the gym and all that sort of stuff. But actually, it's got benefits that are mental and physical. Um, and it's, it's just such a great supplement. So... If you've heard of it before, you've probably heard of these commonly known benefits, and these are not the surprising ones, um, but creatine has been shown to help increase strength, increase power, increase hypertrophy, which means um, your muscles getting bigger, and increase performance. Um, it is used by pretty much every athlete you can think of, um, unless they've got a very good reason not to, because it is so effective at... Um, increasing speed and uh, speed strength and power um there's also been studies that have found it to be okay at improving your cardiovascular performance but the main ones would be um because it it mostly works for that high intensity stuff so um it's really good for sprinting like um or hurdles um it was it was a it was the british hurdler colin jackson I think he was the one who really was the first main guy to be known to be using it in, I think it was the 90, early 1990s. Um, other people were using it as well, but I think he's the one that brought it to the British attention anyway. Um, so creatine is used by that. So if you are trying, to, if you if you play a sport, take creatine. If you're in the gym trying to build muscle, take creatine. Um, and if you are just want to have bigger muscles, take creatine. Those are the main benefits. You could also see slight benefits if, you, if you're if you a runner or something like that. But those are the benefits that pretty much everyone who knows anything about creatine knows about. And today I'm talking about surprising benefits of creatine. So the first one is that creatine can work similarly similar way to caffeine by fighting fatigue in people who've had a bad night's sleep. Um, there's not been too much studies on this, but the idea is that... Um, if you you know if you wake up after a terrible night's sleep, you can be fatigued throughout the whole day, and taking a dosage of creatine can uh, it doesn't remove the fatigue, but it can mask it in the same way that caffeine does. So it makes you feel like you've got more energy. I mean, it's giving you more energy anyway, but um, because that's what creatine does. But it can help if you perk you up in the morning in the same way that caffeine can, which is really good because that means you could take creatine instead of caffeine. One, if you were giving up caffeine for a bit, um, caffeine can only be so effective for so long before you build up a tolerance to it. So what people who want to see the benefits of caffeine a lot do is they take it up to a certain point and then they have like six weeks where they cut their dosage down dramatically. And in that time, if you wanted, you could start taking creatine instead to see an increase in uh, a reduction in fatigue. It doesn't work quite as well as caffeine and it doesn't work quite as... Um, dramatically but it would work um, and there have been studies to prove it okay so that's one surprising benefit another one is oh and by the way um, many studies have shown that uh, well there's a bit of a debate on whether caffeine and creatine work better together or not they can be taken together um, but some some studies say that they work synergistically so they improve each other so you know um, like giving you like the ultimate thing uh, and then some studies seem to find that they they don't take away from each other, but they don't. You're you're adding one and one and getting one point five rather than one and one and getting two. If that makes sense, you're not getting quite as much out of it. So um, 
scientific community doesn't seem to be quite sure of it, of whether it's worth doing or not, but it can, it can be tried. Uh, anyway, second surprising benefit, um, studies have shown that creatine can actually help improve bone mineral density. So um, as we get older, our bones can become more fragile as they lose um, the mineral density inside them. Uh, women especially suffer from this after they hit the menopause um, and can be much more likely to get osteoporosis. Um, and that means you can, you're more likely to break a hip when falling. Men get it too, um, but not quite to the same level. Again, I'm not really talking about an area of speciality for me, but... Um, it's a well-known fact that bone density can drop as we age. But even if you're younger, increasing your bone density is always beneficial. Stronger bones means you can lift heavier weights. So um, that is another benefit of creatine. Um, I think possibly postmenopausal women, postmenopausal vegetarian women would get the most benefit out of creatine of anyone. But they're also the group least likely to take it, which is a shame. <laughs> Um, because the group most likely to take it are young 20-year-old men who eat meat and probably don't need it as much as the rest. Uh, but there you go. Uh, by the way, creatine is also the most inexpensive supplement out there. If you get it in its pure form, it is pennies we're talking. So um, something to think about. So yeah, so so far we've got can improve your... Uh, reduce fatigue after a bad night's sleep. It can increase your bone density. This next one is really interesting, I think. Um which is that there have been studies that have shown that creatine can actually improve your mood, making you feel happier and feeling better about yourself when taking it. Um, there is also evidence that it has a, a significant effect on depression. So um, reducing depre reducing the symptoms of depression, but it's not there to treat actual depression, if that makes sense. Like, if you've got depression, there's usually reasons for it. Um, creatine will not get rid of those reasons but it can make you feel better whilst you still use therapy and whatever to improve your situation um another benefit that is well maybe not as surprising is um that creatine can protect against muscle damage so if you've had a tough workout and your muscles are hurting that's pretty normal, but especially when you start out, you can have it where you go that little bit too far and your muscles hurt so much that you can barely walk the next day and that pain doesn't go away for three or four days. That is, well, it's a bit normal the older you get, but for, for many people that is not normal. You should not be feeling that much pain and that means you've overdone it. Um, creatine can help alleviate that a little bit, protecting your muscles from getting too damaged. Um, Without going into the science of it too much, because I know this is a podcast and not a lesson, um, you actually want a bit of muscle damage. Um, to grow muscles and to get stronger and to get bigger muscles, you actually need to damage your muscles slightly. Um, you break down the muscle fibres and then they're rebuilt stronger. That's the whole point. So you don't want to eliminate muscle damage completely, but going too far can actually prevent you from training, which prevents you from getting results. It can also lead to injury um, and you don't want that so take creatine you want to be taking it before you want to have it enough in your system so that you can exercise and then you'll see the benefits don't just exercise get in an absolute load of pain and then think creatine is going to fix it because it won't so ideally if you were signing up for the gym 
in five days, start taking creatine today so that you can sort of alleviate the effects. And also don't expect it to completely remove the effects. It's still going to, you're still going to get some uh, delayed onset muscle soreness, but it could help alleviate it slightly. All right, um, the last surprising benefit, and I'm dealing with a dog next door barking and my own dog barking downstairs, but they're going to be doing that for the next 40 minutes, so there's no point in me stopping this podcast and redoing it. Also, I can't be asked, So we're just going to have to deal with the quiet, gentle, lulling sound of dogs shouting at each other, um, which they do all the time. I'm very used to this now. This is, I'm, I'm tuning this out. <laughs> I can sleep to this noise, and I do. Uh, anyway... Uh, the last surprising benefit of creatine, and plus there are about 13 more, but they're just less and less interesting. They might be, oh, that's a bit surprising, but also very boring. But this one I do find very interesting, and this one is specifically for vegetarians and vegans who do not get creatine in their diet normally. Um, studies have shown that taking creatine can actually improve cognition, which is brain power and how well you... Um, remember things um well actually when they talk about cognition they talk about uh working memory which isn't quite the same thing as being able to remember stuff better it's um i'm not a psychologist so this is getting a little bit out of my depth but i think the idea of working memory is that it's how you you can use it to when you're arguing with somebody you know you're you can immediately think back to things that would help strengthen your argument, that sort of thing. That's how it's working. It's not going. It's not taking creatine and going, it was sunny the day I was born. You know, you're not going to remember that, but it can help you remember things whilst you're talking. Like, if I'd taken creatine before this podcast, it would be a lot better. Um, it, so it can help you that way, which means that it can improve your cognition overall. Um, and it's been shown that... Taking creatine can help sharpen the mind slightly of vegetarians and vegans um, because their levels of creatine would be lower. So taking that, they'll see a bigger difference. With people who eat meat, the difference isn't pronounced enough. Um, I'm sure it would work for some people who are meat eaters, particularly ones who don't eat too much red meat. Um, but yeah, that. so those are your surprising benefits and... That's why I think you should take creatine. Um, going into exactly how to take it and all that sort of stuff, again, that's getting more into a lesson than something they actually need to. But I will quickly say um, there doesn't seem to be any difference about what when you take it. Some people say, should you take creatine before a workout? Some say afterwards. It doesn't matter in the long run. As long as you're taking it um, daily, consistently, it won't matter when because it just... It's all about how much you've got stored in your body rather than what time you take it before a workout. It just doesn't matter. Um, another thing that people argue a lot about is whether you should creatine load, which is where you take a, low, a, a higher dose for a f five, six days and then go down into like a maintenance load. So say you took, this is just me saying numbers off the top of my head, do not just do this. But let's say you took 10 grams a day for five days and then lowered it down to two grams a day as a maintenance level. Whereas other people say just take it five grams a day throughout the whole time so you don't change there does seem to be slight over the course of 30 days it doesn't make any difference which one you choose but if you do the loading version you get you see the results quicker the downside being you get you suffer from more side effects side effects of creatine mostly are 
upset stomach. Um, you can it can cause you dehydration. So just make sure whenever you're taking creatine, just make sure you're drinking more water. Um, most creatine can be mixed with water, so you could literally kill two birds with one stone by drinking water with creatine in it. Especially you can get flavored creatine, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, so um, when I take it. I'm quite impatient, so I do the creatine loading. Um, but in the past, I've also done the regular. And over the course of time, you won't see much difference. So um, one other thing about creatine, um, manage your expectations. It's not a steroid. So it's not something where you take it and you're going to automatically see results. Some people actually talk about getting bigger muscles almost immediately. This isn't actually the case. What happens is that um, creatine binds to water and it makes your muscles look bigger, but you're just holding water. Um, so it's kind of cool for a few days that you look like you've got these huge muscles, but, well, I say huge, you're talking like a 2% increase. Um, but that will drop down quite soon, and it's not, it's not real. Um, Creatine will give you that extra 5%. It, it won't do the job for you. And as a beginner, you probably won't You won't need it, but there are enough benefits to take it anyway. And as I've already said, they can help with um, uh, recovery from DOM, so you could take it. But what, what I mean is that as a beginner, just doing the regular exercise, you'll be getting as good results as you can get. Um, creatine is more beneficial for and um, like you know we talk like that extra five percent it doesn't matter when you need to make massive changes at the beginning but once you start hitting that sort of glass ceiling which a lot of um, people who've been training for three years will notice creating that extra five percent is massive you know if you can only bench press 10 kilograms then an extra five percent is nothing you know you're not going to notice the difference but if you can bench 100 kilograms then 105 kilograms is a huge difference if you can bench 150 kilograms then whatever that is is a big you know that, that is definitely beneficial but it's not it's not going to make masses of difference at the at the beginning um so yeah i would personally advise taking it but you don't need to. It's it's not going to completely change your life um, unless you are an Olympic hurdler, in which case it will, because you'll hit, you'll get a gold medal and then you'll get a cushy job on BBC Sport. Right. So the beer I'm drinking today is um, yeah, Tropic Like It's Hot from Scottish Bre uh, craft brewery Innis and Gun. Um, most people in the UK have heard of Brewdog. Even most many people in America and the rest of the world have heard of Brewdog. Less people have heard of Innocent Gun, though actually they're very big in Scotland. I think, according to their website, so it could be complete bollocks, um, Innocent Gun, have their lager is the most popular craft lager in Scotland, which is an achievement, I guess. Um, I quite like a lot of Innocent Gun stuff. Uh, this beer itself... Passion fruit pale ale. It's really good actually. Um, it's it's a pale ale, like an American style pale ale, so it's always got that bit of bitterness, um, which sort of, whenever I have like fruity sort of IPAs, I always think that kind of the bitterness takes away from it a little bit. Like when you have a Belgian uh, Lambic or Creek beer and they, they add fruit, it just tastes of fruit. So I've got a Bacchus uh, Creek beer, which is like a cherry flavour 
beer and it literally the moment you're drinking it it just tastes of cherries and it's fantastic you just it's so sweet it like it's perfect for like a dessert beer sort of thing um and yeah it just tastes of cherries what yeah when you have it with an ipa you get the initial taste of that sweet fruit and then you get the bitterness afterwards and that's why they're so popular loads of people like that me personally sometimes i i would prefer it if there wasn't that bitterness i'd prefer if it just tasted like passion fruit that would be awesome but then i guess you know they they shouldn't be catering to me because i'll drink anything like you know <laughs> follow the market but yeah this this is a very good beer um innocent gun they 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 first came i i knew about them because they did a it's like a barrel aged whiskey was it it was a whiskey barrel aged beer so it wasn't whiskey beer it wasn't like a desperado sort of thing but it was like a beer that was matured for a little bit longer inside barrels which had housed whiskey so I, I, you got that sort of flavor in it or was it rum they've probably done both to be fair um i think they're, they're scottish so i just naturally assumed it was whiskey but it the more i think about it the more i think it could very well have been rum i'm sure they've done both uh I did not care for that too much. Um, I don't really like that type of... Str- I, I'm not a massive spirits fan at all, really. Uh, so I, I, I don't mind Desperados, which makes me sound like... Well, just an idiot, really. But, um, yeah, so it wasn't my sort of favourite. But I had a friend who really liked it. And it's one of those things where just because I don't like it, I can... Act, and, and, no, I don't dislike it. I just... I wouldn't order two of them in a night or, you know, I wouldn't look out for it. And, you know, if I was given one, I'd be like, okay, fine. But yeah, it's one of those beers that I I may not have been too excited about, yet I accepted that they're great, like Christerberg. That's all I can think of for that example. Yep. In fact, I like Christerberg. That's a terrible example. You know, just one of those things where you might not like it, but you can appreciate that it's a very good beer. That's exactly what I got with Innocent Gun. That's what I've always got with them. Um, I prefer their pale ales than their barrel-aged stuff. Um, to be honest, when I first saw this can, um, I thought it was their other one, which was like an orange one, because the cans look very similar, except it's just slightly different colours and the writing, which, you know, obviously I can't read, so I was just grabbing it. Uh but yeah, it was, it was, it was, I was quite pleased that it was the passion fruit one. And this is actually slightly better than their, their other fruit-based pale ale. Um, I prefer this one. It's very good. It's possibly the best passion fruit flavoured beer I've had. Possibly the only one I've had of that. So take that with a pinch of salt. Um, anyway, uh, next time I will be talking about is bodybuilding a sport? The question that nobody cares about but me. Have a good one, guys.